0: Welcome to Save It For The Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Pat Cusick, alongside my co-host, John Doyle. How's it going, everybody? And Mark Cucuzo.
1: Hello to all of our faithful uh, listeners and to my two fellow... um, Don't
2: call us fearless. But we are fearless. Fearless heroes. Maybe you're very fearful. I actually forgot that
1: adjective for a second. (laughs) To my two fellow fearless uh, hosts, co-hosts. All right. All right. (sighs) Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Episode 14. Um, I feel like... We've been rolling along, I can't believe it's fourteen episodes. Guys, when you think of Boston Sports, what number fourteen do you think of first? You think it's Steve Grogan, Jim Rice, um, uh, Bob Cousy, Or or uh, who else we got? Who's number fourteen on the Bruins? I have no idea. I, no idea. I think Sergey Samsonov, perhaps. I'm going Sergei. I didn't I didn't think of any of those
2: people. I was I didn't have anybody.
1: Zoltan Bob, Mesko?
0: Bob Cousy is who I think of. Zoltan Mesko? I did not know he won number fourteen. He was a Shining star who faded out quickly.
1: Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I think Jim Rice. Makes sense. Friends of the cast.
0: I saw Jim Rice at the golf course once, or not the golf course, the driving range. I was a kid. I was dying to say hi to him. My father's like, no, he's golfing. We shouldn't even dream of it. <laughs> so I'm serious. My father takes golf. So he didn't say hello. Uh,
1: does, he, does Jim Rice ask for extra rum in his uh, rum and too? <laughs> I
0: don't know. I was too young to get a drink with him. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure good. he's a better time to have a drink with than Steve Lyons. So. <laughs> I was going to say,
2: honestly, I don't think I'd approach another member of the so not, broadcast. Not, <laughs> yeah. not the name
1: drop, but my uncle, the uh, bad boy in the 70s, said, Jim Rice, nicest guy. Mm-hmm. Good dude.
2: He had that reputation, which is interesting, because yeah. he's also considered like a real tough guy. Jim Rice That's got right. my...
0: Jim yeah, Rice... they said he took too long to get into the um, Hall of Fame, kind of, because he had such a prickly relationship with the media, right? Yeah, yeah. With the media.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, well, we got a lot to get into today. We've got uh, some NBA, some MLB, we're going to talk the NFL schedule, we've got a fun toss-up... Um, Anything? Well, hey, you know what? Today is the anniversary of two very iconic sports moments. Can you name
1: either of them? What's today? The 14th of May. It's 13th of May. 13th of May. Um, yeah. Something baseball related. <laughs> what <rolling>? number,
2: what <laughs> number do you associate <laughs> with Boston sports with thirteen. John <laughs>
1: Valentin, no doubt. Okay. 13th of May. Or Chad Day, number 13. Um, I don't know. Just come on.
0: Uh, the Bruins came back in 2013 in Game 7 against the Maple Leafs. They had that incredible... They were down two goals. They had the goalie pulled with like a minute and change to go. They scored both. Uh, and Man City won the league title for the first time. Oh Hey, again. hey. but that this was um, in 2013, oh, I, I want to say or 2012. Got it. Got excuse got me. It, got it, got it. They also scored two goals in extra time to win the title. It's kind of a funny little. Were you a fan of theirs
2: back? in I was going to say before you got to celebrate, right?
0: No, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, that's a good question. I was like not like sort of watching, but not nearly like the way I am now. So, but like it, it's a very iconic moment. But just funny to think that both happened the same day. You were living uh, on Hudson
1: Street back then, I believe.
0: We were just moved out. We were on, um, William Street. Williams Street at that point. Oh. Yeah, we
2: weren't watching fucking Man City. Let me tell you, <laughs> we weren't glued. We weren't glued to the. You pre- guys were like, watching. weren't even WWE on TV wrestling. Here, really. wrestling and yeah, we were watching. Uh, we we're watching old wrestling on the WWE network together.
1: Funniest thing I ever heard. Uh, John's wife Ansley, say says, "You guys were all watching the WWE," and Anthony looks at John, dead serious, and says, "You watch this? You watch this sh- shit?" I don't know. He had to be there. It was funny though. Anyway, it was funny. I remember that. It was very because like really put me in my place.
2: Like yeah, you don't understand. It's like a soapbox. Well,
1: it's so funny too because I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, you guys watch this shit? Yeah.
2: Well, you know,
1: it was great back then. Uh, do you
2: watch
0: fucking Kevin Can Wait reruns. <laughs> don't tell us what's good and what people can't watch. <laughs> yeah. For fuck's sake. No, I don't know King. where he is. Yes. I'm not, not going to hear a man who's got DVDs of the entire Kevin James collection talking down to anything okay. we've watched. Sorry, Mr. Paul Blatt.
1: Guys, possible toss up his best pun, like um, the name titles. Like, so Kevin Can Wait's a very good play on words. Why? As opposed to Heaven Can Wait, Kevin Can Wait. So oh, you know, I didn't know I that. I did not know that's
0: what it was. Wow. I didn't. Know. Okay, well, that I still don't like it. But. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything uh, else anybody wanted to get into before we? Um, how it? I, I,
2: I wanted to. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, John. I just wanted to say, I'm interested to see how we fare as a podcast heading into this season of the sports calendar, where this is sort of like Hot Take Central. There's not a lot going on. You get to hear a lot of the Russell Wilson triple double stuff. Wesley, of, Russell Westbrook. Russell Wilson does not catch triples. Sorry, my <laughs> <Sorry> bad. <about that. laughs> but like, I feel like I'm watching a lot of the sports shows. And it's like the like the most inane conversations every day because it's a very slow time. So it, I'm hearing a lot of that, and I'm gonna I'm interested to see how we're gonna fare this summer. But uh, welcome a, to the season of, of uh, uh, really boring sports debates.
0: I'll just say this. Well, we'll talk about it a little bit more when we get into. Um, the NBA discussion, but for whatever reason, I think the NBA playoffs leads to, like some of the hottest takes you'll ever get from these sports show hosts. Yeah, like for whatever reason, the NBA like lends itself to your Skip Baylesses or your Nick Wrights or you know Kendrick yeah. Perkins, whoever it is, a uh, Max Kellerman's. Like giving them some of the most ridiculous things you'll ever hear. Like they seem to just go above and beyond when it comes to that. So maybe it's LeBron in general that generates that stuff, and he's always involved in
1: the playoffs. That was the
2: other one I was going to say. I've already heard the LeBron stuff. Over what did, would this title? Be what would this mean? It's yeah. like what the hell, man? Uh, what did
1: you want to mention, Mark? Oh, I was going to ask you about the Red Sox. You
2: know, oh yeah,
0: you um, I, I went to my first Sox game. I'm fully vaxxed. We went yesterday. It was great. It was a blast. It was so nice to be outside. Uh, My fiancé is an A's fan, and the Sox were playing the A's. so was a perfect time to go. We got great seats for a good price. Um, It was a blast. They do a good job of kind of, the seats are fairly spaced out. You know, we'd be able to get some beers pretty easily. I will tell you this. We went to um, a bar. I won't name it because I don't want to bash any bars. We went to this bar (laughs) beforehand, and (laughs) we're sitting. We get a couple of beers, and we're with some of uh, Amy's friends, and Say, oh, well, we'll just, you know, start with Bud Light. They're going to have some heads to Sam Adams. Can we get um, some chips and salsa? So, you know, easy. We'll get some chips and salsa. takes a while because it's I harder. know exactly where you were, But, think. no, I don't think you do. But I, So it's pretty crowded. And, um, hey, fair enough. That happens. It's like, you know, these guys are working very hard. Uh, they come over. They get another round of drinks for us. And they then they come back. They bring the drinks with the salsa. It's been a while. The chips and salsa. It's been a while. They put it down. It's potato chips. And salsa. <laughs> Regular fucking <laughs> potato
1: chips in a thing of salsa. <laughs> that
2: happened to me once. And hey, another
1: bot. <laughs> the inverse All right, happened. I either. feel like yeah, you should yeah. I feel like tell the listeners because so no one else has to suffer this fate. <laughs> but...
0: It, it, and so I was like, what the fuck happened here? Because it says on the menu, chips and salsa. I'm like, did they think we just created this and we wanted homemade chips and a side of salsa? Was it the
2: homemade chips or was it like bagged chips? It was the
0: homemade chips they have. Uh, but so, but it says on the menu, because I was like, oh, just get this. Because, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking tortilla chips or whatever. But then we get the bill. I'm paying the bill. And it's like, chips, two fifty, Side of salsa, $2.00. I'm like... What the fuck is this? Like, so they just created it thinking that's what we wanted, not the $3 thing on the menu. Because I looked again at the menu to make sure. It's like chips and salsa, 3 bucks.
2: That's what you get for splitting the cheapest thing on the menu. But
0: I was going to get more food, too. We just oh, ran out of time. I was like, oh, we'll just get something we can all eat while we wait for yeah. our regular food. I was like, how, come, how long can it take for chips and salsa? It took 45 minutes, and they were
2: <laughs> potato chips. Well, they had to hand cut those, those potatoes out for you. They must have been laughing so folks, hard in the kitchen.
1: Folks, that is kill yourself bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, I man. You know what kills me about that story, by the way, is that you, like, don't want to bash the bar. My loser of the week was Doc West Public House. <laughs> yeah, I, I went into, like, a 15-minute But bar a bar that goes. deserves <laughs> it.
0: This a is bar that deserves it. <laughs> that bar deserved every in a car. I actually like this place um, generally, but it was like, that was one of those, like,
2: hmm? Yeah, especially first time back out in the mix. Like the
0: logical person too. Like if you see that order, if you're like oh, the person man. that dumps the chips in the on the thing, <laughs> you're like,
1: they want. Right. The bagu- know, let's let's fuck with these people because half of them were wearing fucking Oklahoma shit.
0: <laughs> it was only one of us. I don't think. Uh, they I think that know. was more
1: than enough. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Uh,
0: well. So be careful with your chips and salsa order, I guess is the big thing, but the game itself was a, a really good so time. Literally,
1: so literally, every bar that you go to around the Fenway area, be very, be wary. Yeah,
0: be wary. Take a look at the menu and say, hmm, and make sure to specify, not potato chips, please.
2: I, I would tell you this, if you're going to go to a Red Sox <laughs> game, you should probably eat before you leave the house and then plan on getting a dog or a sausage in the ballpark.
0: True, but the rules are you've got to order something to eat at the bar. Oh, you're right. I didn't even think of that. Okay, I, I, think the, I think the
1: thing you had going for you in terms of the mask situation at Fenway is that the the copious amount of hot dogs and beers that you drank. <laughs> yeah.
0: it's the only One of the only negatives is I they weren't as many Fenway Franks around because usually you can just get them from the guy. Yeah. Like I got in this line and I got to the front. They didn't have any Fenway Franks. They had the footlongs, which are garbage compared to a Fenway Frank.
1: Did you have multiple? I ate,
0: no, I just ate one footlong because I didn't want to yeah. dig around for Franks. It was disappointing. I'll be back. Well, the three of us would go this summer. Absolutely.
1: Can't, uh. can't wait.
0: All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be uh, back with three big questions.
1: <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to Save It for the Podcast. To learn more about the show and your three fearless hosts, please visit us at saveforthepodcast.net uh, or send us an email at saveitforthepodcast365 at
2: gmail.com. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. Welcome back to the show, everybody. In our first segment of the week, three big questions. We got a bit of a poo-poo platter of topics this week. Wanted to start with the NBA. Um, The Celtics have had a disastrous week. Probably the cherry on top of the uh, shit Sunday that has been the 2020-2021 season. What a disaster. Um, (laughs) I don't even know. I can't even... Yeah, so... What do we think? Do we want to bother doing like? Do you just want to do like a Celtics like uh, in memoriam type thing? Because it's they're definitely done with Jalen Brown gone, right? Uh, what yeah. do we think about their their hopes for the the play in tournament and the playoffs? Like, what do we th- what are we hoping to see from them if anything at all? And then just on a broader on a broader scale, what what other playoff matchups are you looking forward to if the Celtics are dead in the water? <clears throat> that do you want to go? Martin? Yeah,
0: I, I can go. Um... I mean, it's tough to even say, really. Well, the Celtics season has been an abject failure in every possible way. I mean, I don't think there's, right? I mean, I think all three of us would agree on that. There's no, there's excuses in some ways. The Celtics, I, I, I read this and looked into it, and it is true. They have not had their top seven players ever play a single game together the entire season. So, like at the beginning of the season, that would have been Tatum, Brown, Walker. Um, Tice, Smart, yeah, yeah. Tice, Bob Williams, Tristan Thompson. Uh-huh. And then you swap Tice out for Evan Fournier. Yeah. Those seven, at any point, have never played a game together once where all of them were active. Yeah, that is crazy. almost impossible, right? Yeah. But that's not an excuse. You still, be, you don't need all seven of your best guys to beat the Oklahoma City Thunder who have not won a game in two months. All right, all right, enough about the Thunder. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to your body shot later. But, like, the Celtics <laughs> lost by 20 <laughs> points to the Bulls. They yeah. got crushed by the—well, not crushed, but they lost by the th- to the Thunder. They just yesterday got stuffed in the trash by the Cleveland Cavaliers, a team desperate to lose.
2: Yeah, teams that are actively trying to lose are coming in and, and dressing them. So, you know,
0: this season, you wasted a year of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, where both of them played really well. Like, yeah. if you had to ask me for the season, you guys tell me what you think— if you ask me for a season, like, how could the season go wrong? It'd be, oh, either one of them gets hurt or they don't, or either Brown or Tatum gets hurt or they don't, like, take the next step. You know, both of them sort of stagnate and they're not the players we maybe thought or they don't reach that yeah. next level. I don't know. Would, would you have agreed with that coming into the year?
2: Uh, yeah, I think that the totally. number one thing that I would have been concerned about would be, like, some sort of horrible chemistry issue developing on the team that made it seem like they could still exist. Right.
1: Or, like, you know, because we were we were banking on both of them really progressing. Yeah. And I was thinking maybe Tatum takes the next step, but Brown doesn't. But I think, uh, objectively speaking, I think they both have taken that next step. Yeah, I totally agree. But so yeah, I, I always was pretty confident in our role players, at least in my head. Um, so it's surprising to see you know what has become of this roster. Well, it just. There's no depth.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I thought coming into the season that hmm, this looks like a pretty good team. You know, like, we've got two guys I think that can be really good. If Kemba's healthy, you like the way he's going to play, Marcus Smart. We did a lot of talking about it, you know, sort of the beginning of the season, the three of us. Yeah. Um, and it just failed in every way. The roster construction was bad. I think Danny Ainge really did not do a good job building the team. I think it has not been a great season for Brad Stevens, who I do have a ton of respect for. Um, and I think overall the team just didn't gel together. Tatum and Brown were really good, but there were still moments where they kind of let the team down. Um, some of the guys they added weren't good. The injuries piled up. It just, I think what's difficult is, I think we'd all agree they need to change something probably, but it's really difficult to change things because they have very limited financial flexibility. Right. You know they they're they're tied to Tatum Brown. Kemba Walker, Tristan Thompson is due nine million next year, which I can't imagine anybody takes. They almost have to resign Evan Fournier to a big deal because they have, if he leaves, they don't have any salary cap space. They just lost another guy, almost exactly like Gordon Hayward. So yeah. I don't know. What do they
1: do? I don't know. I think any move they make would pretty much be lateral. You know, yeah. the He's- easy
2: the easy move to make in the NBA is unfortunately probably like. And I don't advocate for this, but it's easier to shake up the, like, to try to change the culture by trying to change the coach. Yeah. Like, it just is. Like, they don't have, if they don't have any salary cap flexibility, what are you supposed to do besides get somebody else in the room that could possibly get something else out of the guys that they are pot committed to? Yeah. Um, Which sucks to say, because I like Brad Stevens, and I don't think you can find many other coaches that are better than him. But...
0: I don't know. Do, do you consider trading Maka Smart maybe? You know, it's like, is he the trade yeah. chip who maybe, who has a fairly easily, mo- you know, fairly movable salary? He's probably more valued maybe. In, like, he has a ton of value to the Celtics. I don't know that anyone values him the same way we do. Um, but his whole thing is supposed to be that he drives winning in defense. We've sucked at defense this year and we didn't win. So like, yeah. is it landing? You know, like, is he a better fit somewhere else where maybe you can actually use him? I don't know. I'm not advocating for I that just at all.
1: One, one, yeah. I know you guys aren't big on hypotheticals. Yeah. Real quick, would you trade Jalen Brown and X Y Z for Bradley Beal?
0: I've heard people say that a lot. I probably wouldn't. What about you, John?
2: Um, I think that it's not, well. I think that like one of the poisonous things about being a Celtics fan is like you don't ever want to give anybody up. We're green teamers. We love the team. We love the players. Right. Which is the same problem that everybody has with Marcus Smart. Nobody who is a real Celtics fan doesn't fucking love what Marcus Smart brings to the team. Yep. Uh, Jalen probably even um, have more affinity for because he's such a talent. Um, I do think that if you can make the money work somebody like Bradley Beal is incredibly interesting because he's not so much of a redundancy. Right? Like he's and he's a really, really good player. I get
0: I think it probably does depend on what X, Y, and Z is. It just I would be uh, Brown's like three years younger than Beale. So like that time makes a difference, right? Like it matters contract wise, it matters money wise. Um it matters in the long term development of the roster. I think right. I did, did yes, yeah, so I did
1: hear that Bill will be due a big amount of money within a year. So that's yeah. probably a big thing.
0: So he's gonna be due another, you know, huge lump of money. Brown signed to honestly a fairly good contract when you consider how good he was this season. Um But I, that's stuff that'll have to be considered, right? I mean, at least doing something because the it didn't work this year. And maybe maybe this was just a weird year. Maybe we'll come back next season and be better. I don't know. There is some you know, if you look at some of the teams that have had injuries and struggled this year, it could you can say the Lakers, the Heat, people that were deep into the bubble last year. So yeah. maybe it's not a Celtics-specific thing. Maybe this was just a tough year. Um But I, I don't know. When you look at the way the Celtics play defense and the level of compete they have,
2: it's not good, yeah. you know? Well, that would be the, the – that's the reason that it seems like a, a likely casualty if you were to do something with the roster is Marcus Martin. I don't know if that's fair, but – He's only a you know an, you only really see it paying dividends when they're winning big games. Um, I think that he gets a lot of the credit when they win big games and I think he bears a lot of the burden uh, when they lose. So I feel bad because I really like watching him and I think he's a he's a unique kind of player but he might have to go if you're trying if you're trying to change what maybe the the message is in the locker room, maybe he is a guy that goes because it seems like he is somebody that, at least was a, a part of like the, the heart and soul of the team. Maybe they need somebody else in there.
0: Do they take a look at Danny Ainge and his role? Like maybe move into a different well, position was, in the I,
2: front office type thing? I did hear that he was considering maybe taking a step back. Which would not be totally surprising. But, but I don't like, know if that fixes anything.
0: I don't know if it does either. I mean, because, I, I, you know, oftentimes you make moves and it's like, well, he screwed the last thing up. It's like, that's definitely fair to move, remove somebody for screwing things up. But it's like, are we putting somebody in place that's going to make things moving forward better? But maybe Mike Zarin would be if he has more of a say. I don't know. Yeah, it just the Celtics clearly need to make some changes. Um, and we can talk more about the regular playoffs. if they get through the playing game. They're likely going to play the Nets. I mean, geez, that sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, get humiliated by
2: Kyrie Irving, like Ugh. one of our least favorite guys on the
1: planet. Well, wouldn't it be sweet to be upset them? Oh my god.
2: <laughs> I, I would. I would take. Where would you? I would take Marcus Smart. Uh, like. Punching him in the face. Yeah, oh, I was gonna God. say like like him sustaining some sort of horrible injury. Well, no, that's that's, that's the
1: heart, I mean, not the heartbreaking thing, but that's the funny thing is all those guys, Tatum, they all love Kyrie.
0: I do. I don't. I find it so hot. It's it actually makes it me it hard for me to stomach the team sometimes when they're all like patting Kyrie on the back. It's like he <laughs> took his shit on the fucking town. Like he gets to do whatever he wants. That's fine, but it doesn't mean we have to like him. <laughs> but Celtics playing the Nets and like losing in full games or something, or five games. Oh, look like
1: yeah, dude. It'll be so Durant fucking, will just Durant will just go off. Well, Kyrie is he Kyrie will go off. It yeah, to,
0: yeah it, it's gonna, yeah. but it's gonna suck so bad. Yeah, they're gonna want like. That. Could we not <laughs> they're have they're play anybody else? They're gonna play Dallas. Hey, I'm worried assuming they actually win the play in and get in, so maybe they won't. I don't right. know, but can we get can we
2: draw Philadelphia?
0: Only if we lose the first play in game and win the second one.
2: Can we, can we I do don't that think out? we want to do that? Would
1: you I don't want to get embarrassed. I don't want I get, hate both those teams. I don't want to get embarrassed by
2: Philly either. But what if you gun to your
0: head? I think i picked the Nets because it's like, <laughs> hey, they got Durant and Kyrie and James
2: Hyde. The thing is, dude, oh, we, we, we
0: still have the trump card might... on Philly because we beat them in the playoffs a couple of times. Yeah, we can so, well, go... about
2: them, it's like they, we don't have Brown, we don't have... Yeah, I guess that's true. We could
0: sort of be like, well, you got one, but we beat you twice, you know. Mark, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. I, sorry,
2: I just
0: kept <laughs> all of you. I don't even know. I, honestly,
1: I don't even know what it was. So it so wasn't that important. <laughs> <laughs> that's a horrifying reality, though.
2: I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> What about some of these uh, other playoff matchups that. or projected playoff matchups? You got anything um, – anybody have their – I think the Bucks
1: match-up? and the Knicks is going to be – the, the three and the six matchup. Yeah,
2: that's mine too. I love that.
1: Um, and uh, I think it's going to be Randall, Rose, all these guys are just playing. Honestly, it's good for the NBA if the Knicks are good.
0: Yeah, I just don't root against them so bad. They they but it'll, be a great, it'll be a great
1: series. I think the Knicks are a tough team. Let's see how Giannis does in the Madison Square Garden. Let more fans in there, baby. Come on. Get they vaccinated. Be, get yep. your jab.
0: Yep, get your back. Enjoy some
1: fucking good playoff basketball.
0: It's
2: interesting to see a team that like Milwaukee that tries to um, like run people out of the gym, try to play somebody... Like the next who tries to score 80, beat you eighty nine to eighty five. Old oh, school yeah. baby. That'll be that'll be an interesting series.
0: I actually think Milwaukee's kinda of sneaky gone under the radar this year too. Yeah. Like obviously they haven't had the same kind of success, but like Milwaukee's forty four and twenty five. They're not that far behind the Nets who are forty six and twenty four. Like, they probably won't catch them because there's so few games left. But I'm saying, like, they had a pretty damn good record. you know. And Giannis is playing at a super high level. Like, I would not be shocked if Miami, or excuse me, if Milwaukee had some real playoff success. But I'm looking forward to that series. I had down, assuming the Lakers and the Warriors come out of the play-in games, you get Jazz Warriors as the 1-8, and you get Lakers-Phoenix as the 2-7. Oh, that's a good one. Like, those are a couple of pretty... Sons are piss. You've got to think the Suns oh. are so pissed if that happens. like, And the Jazz, even. Like, Lakers yeah, are winning that series if like,
1: LeBron's healthy. I
0: would think so, but that sucks for the Suns. And you've got to think, if you're Utah, yeah, you should definitely beat the Warriors in a seven-game series, right? You're way better than them. But does anybody really want to play Steph Curry, particularly no. a Jazz team that's not, like, a super-loaded team? I yeah. mean, they, they have incredible depth and all that, but I mean, like, they don't have a superstar who can come close to matching Curry, yeah. So like they've got to play Steph Curry. Like is it's not implausible that he has four games where he scores fifty points and you somehow lose as the one seed.
2: Right. <laughs> that would be something.
0: Well, like you know what I mean. Like that's yeah. not to me out of this realm of like the rest of the team stinks though. They're terrible. But they they just they just beat the Jazz recently and not not that like that means anything. But it's like they I think they can clearly. At least on any given night, play with them. It's probably yeah. too much for them to win. Um, I'd say it's very much too much for them to win four of seven games. But I bet the Warriors get a couple games because Curry just goes bananas. Yeah. No, so I think it. it's going to be a fun NBA playoffs though. Totally. My hope upon hopes, and I'm sure you guys agree with this, is the Lakers lose in the playing game somehow will miss the playoffs. Oh, amazing. So only way because if that happens, what the Celts did this year? Nobody even think about so, it. So as
1: of right now, um, it would be the Hornets and the Pacers in the playing game. So, eight, yeah, nine. so the way, the way the playing game works... Hornets it, are a fun team to even watch, by the way.
0: They are. The way the playing game works is seven plays eight. So we would play the the, the Celtics. would play, play the, the Hornets. Hornets. Yep. Whoever loses that game would play the winner of Indiana versus Washington. Okay. And then whoever wins that game gets the eight seed. So dumb. So what? in the West, it's the Lakers and the Warriors would play. Whoever loses that game plays the winner of Memphis San Antonio. Yeah. And whoever wins that game gets the eight seed. Whoever wins the first playing game gets the seven. It's fairly straightforward, but also a little convoluted. Look, there's no way the Lakers are losing both Golden State and then either Memphis or San Antonio. But can you imagine? Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> you that, can you imagine it would be like didn't. Oh, uh, wouldn't like? it be so funny? Because like the Celtics' season has obviously been a disaster. But hey, the Lakers are at seven seed too. They're not exactly burning
2: it up. This right. is so. Uh, this is so uh, similar to the way that we always talk about the Yankees. It's like, when we did that, when we did our preseason MLB thing, it was like, Red Sox might be bad, but wouldn't it be great if the fucking Yankees also were horrible? <laughs> yeah. Like, that was sort of, like, my yep. takeaway. That's how I feel about the Lakers, too. It's like, yep. man, it would be great to watch. If we're going to go down, like, I'd love to strap myself to uh, the Lakers. Yeah, the old <laughs> want <suicide> best. <laughs> uh, do we want to switch gears? Yeah, well, let's do it. What... Uh, the AE Red Sox are still the best team in the division. So we wanted to touch on the, like, and do a little MLB check-in. What do we think about how the Red Sox have looked so far? Pat, you were just there last night, obviously. Uh, And are are you you tracking any other teams that you find interesting around the league? Like, anybody, like, really surprising you guys?
1: Uh, Ironically, I, or coincidentally, I'm a big White Sox guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fun. 22 and 13. Yep. Uh, Great shortstop. Tim Anderson, bad 308. Great leader, fitter. How oh, about this kid, German Mercedes? 376, 511, 21 RBIs. Yeah. Carlos Rodon, 5 0 with point five eight ERA. You fucking kidding me? Wow. And, uh, no hitter, already. And Tony, yeah. And an absolute booze bag for a manager. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. the manager sucks, loser, but. He's been rocking that same haircut since like 1963. And pronouns here. Tony LaRusso has been rocking the same haircut since 1963.
2: Maybe a wig. Yeah, the biggest biggest reason to root against the White Sox is him. Everything else about them is interesting and kind of cool.
0: White Sox in some categories, most major categories, batting average, number one, OBP, number two, ERA, fifth, whip, ninth. Like, that's a really good stop you think, the season. you
1: think Tony La likes extra rum in his rum and cokes?
2: Yeah, I'm sure you would be at another. You see
1: him guy. driving and he got pulled over <laughs> this yeah. summer? There's yeah.
2: another right. guy you don't want to go out on the town hall. Like, My guess is yes, he <laughs> does. He likes yeah. a little extra
0: something in there. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: we're having fun. Uh,
2: yeah, I'll say, I'll say this. I've said this before. I'll say this again. No one should be allowed to coach in the MLB if they were born before Jackie Robinson broke the call barrier. <laughs> they should make uh, Tony La Russa retire.
1: Well, do we talk about this on air or off air? Or no, I think it was via text message. And you guys asked, like, do you think anyone on the White Sox roster gives a shit about who Tony La is? Oh my god! And I said, in, yeah. I said, I said. These guys have no idea about anything Tony Larusa, Other than these he's the manager currently. Absolutely not. He smells like fucking vodka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they,
2: yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, keep the mask on, Tony. And it'll, it'll, it'll smell like really got, no, it smells like juice. Yeah, exactly. You know, one o'clock start, Tony. <laughs> yeah. When was Larusa's
0: last World Series with the... the, the, six, the a million years ago? Yeah, because that's... I mean, a lot of these kids are like 20.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah.
0: Like they, I mean, they, they probably have some semblance of baseball history, but like they don't know much about him. And also, like... That shit just doesn't matter as much. Like, it doesn't... You don't want to bring back somebody who's a thousand to coach. But, hey, he I guess... He wasn't
2: coaching... It's, it's not like he was coaching
0: was somewhere else last I year. Mean, I mean, he's not
1: Jack McKean, I swear he was wearing diapers on his <laughs> yeah. uniform farm, too. Yeah.
0: Well, it's just... It's... I don't know. I guess it's working, though. So, maybe I go not face. Well, he just doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't even know the rules. Uh, he literally didn't know the rules. That was pathetic.
2: But, like, I, I do think it's it's fun. It was bothering me because they're an interesting team. that A-Rod and the Sunday Night Baseball crew was like... These guys just love showing up for a winner. These White Sox players, they know that... Tony La Russa gives them confidence every night. They go out there. They know that they're playing for somebody who knows what's going on. You think and Lewis... they like they like zoom in on him in the dugout, and he's half asleep. <laughs> he's got
1: the eggshells of the eyelids
2: painted
0: on.
1: Do <laughs> you his think Luis Robert Roberts was like pumped yeah. up about what you know La Russa did in the eighties with the Bash Brothers? Yeah,
2: yeah. Abreu is, is 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 psyched. He has no idea. These kids are Jay like innocent. Like those kids weren't alive. They literally were not alive. Some of these yeah. kids were born in like two thousand. Yeah,
0: <laughs> these people were not alive. Like it. it, it it, it's just it's strange you know I mean I guess I'm sure there's some reverence because like he's like a hall of famer or whatever and
2: yeah uh, but uh, I don't know I don't it makes it's no also sense. very tough to get behind a guy who's only in town escaping a DUI conviction <laughs> like he's like oh I had to get out of Dodge <laughs> so I'd like to get back in the dugout you know again. yeah he's going Bombay Whoa, play. <laughs> yeah like <laughs> nice try Tony uh but the the Sox, I mean do we think that the Sox are who, what do we think about the Sox? Do you think that they are You know how I feel about the Sox Do you think the that they're gonna win the division? Do you think they can win the
1: division? No. I think the Blue Jays are a really good team and I think the Yankees eventually, you know, make a move.
2: Yeah, they're only a game ahead of the Yanks right now.
1: Yeah, but. no, I'm not feeling good. This why do they keep trying this kid out at number zero? Out of Vino? Out of Vino. Horrible! I drafted
2: him in <laughs> I had to cut his ass. I, he was going to be I just back. don't
1: think our pitching's gonna hold up. I mean, you know, you've always throwing straight petroleum. erods he's money out there. But I mean, God forbid, can we get that six foot eleven guy we got with no ass back for Chris Sale? Jesus <laughs> Christ! My God, I'm, I'm worried about the pitching too. Middle of the pack in um, or lower in
0: WHIP, ERA, batting average against. Just they they can still hit the ball. The thing that's encouraging for the Sox, they're um what is it they're plus 29 run differential this season which is pretty good they can hit yeah they can hit the ball they they score right the white Sox lead the al by a country mile which is plus 68 yeah uh you know but being plus 29 is pretty solid like that's you can feel like hey we've we've done a good job we've lost some close games we've won by a good amount um I just wonder, maybe there's a move to be made for the Sox, like if the owners are win- willing to spend the money, because it's clear the rotation and the bullpen maybe even needs a little bit of help. Because Barnes has been nails, yeah. but the rest of it's sort of up in the air. Ottavino stinks. Andresi, not a big fan of his. Darwinson Hernandez has been hot and cold. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I I'm I like what I've seen from the Sox. I think we'll know a lot more in a month, you know. Because yeah. this is they got off to such a gangbuster start, and... Besides the Orioles series, but we're,
1: after that. We need to remind ourselves, we only in May. Yeah. I remember so who it was. They, called, um, they gave the, the, uh, Dave Winfield the nickname Mr. May. <laughs>
2: Not a nickname you
1: want. <laughs> no. Just to, just to fill you uh, younger folks in, um, that's a play on. Reggie <laughs> Jackson was...
2: Went, we're reaching thousands of, thousands of
1: people. <laughs> Reggie Jackson was Mr. October, meaning he showed up in the playoffs, whereas Dave Winfield... Showed up he made all of his numbers at the beginning of the season when it didn't fucking matter. Yeah,
2: there's a lot of guys like that in baseball, man. Yeah. The one thing that they will they will maybe maybe struggle against going forward is they don't get to play the Orioles again until late August or something like that, and they've had like ten games against them already.
0: I know they lost the first we'll series, they but, kicked that in in the first but series. then we swept them back,
2: yeah. and then we played them. Uh, we we won three out of four against them or something. It's like so that that's gonna be tough. I, I just hope that they are uh, I think that I think the hitting is real and shame on me for not giving Alex Cora enough credit for being able to motivate the guys and possibly do a little extra on the side. Whatever he's doing, they're hitting again. Yeah. It's largely the same it's largely the same team and they're hitting now. Is Ron Reneke
1: on the White Sox coaching staff or am I making that up?
2: You're making that up. I feel like it's Googleable. I assume that he retired or was in shame. Are you, yeah. are you
1: checking it out right yeah. now? He, oh, he, he,
2: yeah, <laughs> he's he's working the the school board. You, think, Ron, you think
1: you think Ron Renneke and Tony Lewis ever closed down a bar before? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ron Renneke's probably not allowed to drink. <laughs>
1: he's he's a
0: special assistant to the general manager for the Dodgers. Yeah, he gets his coffee in the
2: morning. What the fuck is special that? Special normal? assistant to the manager. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. He's Dwight Schrute. <laughs> um, another te- the team that I wanted to mention before we switch gears again. Was uh, the Giants, San Francisco? Mm. Somehow, because they're pitching out of their fucking minds, in first place in the NL West. Insane, because it's a good division. The Dodgers have stumbled a little bit. The Padres, I don't know if the Padres are as great as everybody hoped they would be. I like the Padres.
1: My yeah, paper. they're fun.
2: Yeah, you know they have Patisse Jr. And, and they have some some fun young guys uh, on that roster. But I, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if the Giants can be relevant. And I, I was talking to you, I, I texted you guys about this early in the week. I, I was shocked to be up late watching the Giants game the other night and just realizing, just hit me. It's obviously this has been true the whole time, but they have three positional players that were on their 2012 World Series roster no, that they saw every night Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belts. Bust a insane. All the B names too. <laughs> Isn't that strange?
0: though? i was gonna leave that one alone.
1: <laughs> think about got a little alliteration, dude. Think
2: about the turnover the Red Sox have, even when we're great, even when we, we won the great. World Series in
1: 2013. Like, can
2: you imagine? Think, if yeah, yeah, none of those guys. None of those. Are those not, can most you similar, well, the, man, Imagine not Nap
1: in. Time was still at first base.
2: Like it's like it's like who's, who's even general? on the team yeah, in 2013? Shane Victorino,
1: the fly yeah, and fly of wine, Flying the Wine, darting around left field. Daniel Nava.
2: Yeah. No. Seriously.
1: You all number 66, Daniel Nava. I got the jersey. Front of the cast.
2: That aged well, that, that dress. Yeah. I think it did.
1: Oh my gosh. That's about age well as my Cam uh, Newton t shirt. <laughs>
0: hey, Dan and I was a great
2: player, but that seemed to handle no. But there. doesn't it seem like like almost negligent on the GM like the GM of the Giants like have we when was the last time we addressed first base? Belt still playing. Is that guy that? still on our fucking team? Yeah. Yeah.
0: They must <laughs> did they just not spend any money? <laughs> well <laughs> I guess
2: yeah, I guess we still pay that guy? I suppose that's yeah,
0: wrong. I guess it's like not, must be the only reason, right? Yeah. yeah. I can't yeah. imagine Brandon Belt's raking the dough.
2: No, I mean he's the most—he's the most replacement-level guy I've ever seen. I was looking up his. Brandon stats. Crawford
0: has got to be right next to him. Yeah, they
2: both bat like 260, and they just—they're just cruising around the infield out there in San Francisco. It's like, oh, they're back in first place. It's like, yeah, the last time they won the World Series was a thousand years ago. I, I
0: guarantee you, they finished behind both the Dodgers and the uh, Padres. So. Though they could. I, I, I just don't—I don't think don't sure it's like they, they just don't have. What like, about uh, Trevor Bauer? As the season goes on, know. you're not going to be able to
1: keep up with them. What do you guys think of Trevor Bauer's losing streak recently? I hadn't even seen that. I don't
2: think I like that guy. I think he'd bomb. Yeah, him. I
1: yeah. I mean, I would. Have, I was. I was desperate for the Sox to sign him.
2: I think he would wear out his welcome here. I think he's got too eccentric of a personality. People would
1: be like, "Shut up and pitch." Yeah. I mean, his
0: ERA is two point five. His whip is zero point eight one. My guess is any losing streak he's on will go away soon enough. Yeah, yeah I think we, I
1: think Fenway would accept him just
2: fine. Yeah. Well, if he's winning, right? It, like he he seems fun, but like when he does lose or something happens and he complains about it, it's like. I don't want
0: to hear you complaining about it on Twitter man. How about Mox Mets, 18-13, leading the division? Come on, now. Yeah, maybe you... Good maybe thing we didn't do a body shot bet on this one. <laughs> Gary, you already <laughs> own one. No, the both of us will be taking one off. You're going to take the
1: second one off <laughs> my nipple. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I don't want to think about where the third one is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The both uh, of us will be taking a body shot off them. Fourth <laughs> one, you'll be eating <laughs> salsa
1: with, with, uh, with Cape Cod potato chips. <laughs> you, oh, I think no. you know exactly where the salsa is going. Oh,
0: my uh, Lord. Uh, but yeah, the Mets are... I mean, they, they're barely... P. The, the Mets big, also haven't, haven't
1: played pitch. like
0: any games because of the
2: runner, right? They're they 18 them. and 13, yeah. so it's
0: not as many games as other people, but... He they have five much. games above above 500, though they're, they're literally a plus four in the run differential because they cannot hit the ball at all. Poor Jacob DeGrom goes out there, Who's hurt now, but pitches like seven innings, shutout ball, and he'll leave the game like they're losing one nothing because a guy with the ball hit him in the deck for like a three-run error, three-base error.
2: A great a, a great bet is to fade J, uh, Jacob Degrom in starts because he's always a massive favorite, and for whatever reason, it's very sad for him. But they lose a lot of those games. And say what you
1: love about the Mets—they have the best uniforms in baseball. You heard it first.
2: You like those? Love the uniforms. I love the.
1: the I love the two thousand. My friend uh, Matt, who's a big Mets fan, we talk about this often. Love the two thousands black uniforms with the orange. Love it. Yeah, but but then I love the original uh, blue and orange with the blue pinstripes.
0: Nobody wore that better than Bobby Valentine in the black.
1: Oh man, did he ever! Wow, yeah, that's a good one. Black with the blue, white, and the burnt orange. That's
2: that was an interesting uniform for sure. There are some other ones, but I I don't want to get I don't want to go down the rabbit hole on on the uniforms. Maybe a good toss up.
0: Mm, best uniforms That's definitely a good toss up am putting that in the books pack.
1: For uh, just sports Any general? sport Yeah Yeah absolutely Well that's, don't give us your time. We'll
2: save it for No I'll
1: save it for the, for for the future, future cards. Cards. Yeah, yeah 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 Can't wait
2: the, the last The last question we have On the list this week Is uh, NFL related The NFL schedule Was released this week The NFL had the Fucking audacity To do a three hour TV special About The schedule being released Even though everyone Had it at like 9am Day of but that's their prerogative, I guess. Um, Pat's schedule was released. First of all, I want to ask: any notable me. any
1: notable games jump off at, uh, uh, at you? your well, schedule. I'm facilitating this. Well was schedule. a joke? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, what I was going to say first
2: of all is: does anybody care about the schedule release? Like, does anybody actually like no, you, no, you guys no, as no. fans? Like, because I I was I was going through it today myself. Like, oh, like I'm wondering. Like, who has a good schedule and the best. Does anybody actually give a flying, you know, what about this? Uh, I, and, then like, what do you think of the Pats schedule? Because I, I do,
1: John, in the sense that a uh, fun thing for me to do now is see, like, an away game. Like, oh, they're playing Los Angeles this year. Let's I'd like to it.
2: go there, yeah. yes.
1: So, to answer your question. And then it's also fun figuring out, like, what time of year it is.
2: For the Pats. But when my, my question is, like, would anybody in their right mind watch and be like, oh, wow. Steelers have a tough schedule
1: this yeah. year. You know what I mean? Like, is it, yeah, yeah. Wow, at right? Broncos Week oh, Six. Man,
2: you know, they
0: would
1: really getting not at all. I think maybe, maybe fantasy wise, not even. I don't know. It is
0: relevant for fantasy, but not really. I don't think. I think the NFL making it that long thing is one of the most annoying. But how amount. many people
1: fucking watched? Probably I'm sure, a, lot. a
0: decent amount. Because there's something dumb shits do. in the world, dude. You know, like to me,
2: that was so. I hate the NFL sometimes. Even watching the draft, I feel like a rube. You know? Yeah. Because it's like I can just follow this on Twitter if I want to. But this. I is know, like I, I, like, I
1: genuinely enjoy watching the draft.
2: But it's so much. Like it's actually something happening live on TV. The schedule is is ten times worse than that. What and you said, John, we a...
1: found out the schedule at
2: like 9 a.m. that day because it got leaked. And ESPN has to do this game all day with the likes. Tune in tonight. To
0: You'll find, find out it. who the Patriots play week three. It's like, we know. We know. <laughs> yeah. We've yeah. seen it. We we
2: know it all.
1: Fucking tune in anyway. Yeah.
2: Well, well <laughs> my, my poor greenies on there like, what do you think is going to happen tonight when they release the schedule and everybody on the panel has already seen it? And the thing, too,
0: is like, we already know the teams they're playing. We just don't know the fucking order.
2: Yeah, we go. Yeah, I mean, well, so I mean up,
0: uh, We know the teams. Like yeah. even if we did even if it was not leaked. Hope we, we don't can, get the bills twice yeah, this year. It's like <laughs> we already know the teams they're fucking playing. Yeah. I like the draft because we don't know all these college guys, and sometimes they give me insight that I didn't have. The insight they'll give you on the Patriots Cleveland game in week ten, when they release the schedule, is not worth the fucking hot air it'll come out of because it's just like Nobody knows what this team is going to even look like by then, but I but I was actually looking forward to seeing the schedule release because, like Mike, I was like, oh, maybe there's a game we can go to, and I do like to see. I was hoping the Patriots are going to get a, like a fairly easy front-loaded schedule so they can get off to a good start because I feel like that will matter for them. Yeah. Um, it seems kind of mixed bag. Miami to start, then the Jets, then the Saints, then Tampa. Well, again.
1: Like you said, we have no idea how good or bad these teams are going to be.
0: No, well, I mean, I think you can have some idea, though. The Jets are terrible. How would the Jets be good? In what scenario would the New York Jets be a good Zach, team? Wilson and
2: Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson just like, good, just yeah.
0: that would be the only possible way. Like, their players are bad. The coach is a brand-new coach. New Orleans, almost certainly bad.
2: Wouldn't it be sort of great if the Jets were good and it was just like, wow, him case is the biggest dipshit of all time? <laughs> you know, it
0: would suck because we would be the toilet bowl team in the division. then.
2: Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I don't know
0: when I looked at the schedule of the Patriots looking at the way it shook out I mocked down on my thing I thought um we'd fall somewhere between 11 and 6 and 9 and 8
2: That's another thing These new
0: 11 right. and 6 and 9 and 8 huh? that was sort of my initial because I look at it and say uh eh, you're probably going to lose to Tampa Dallas you know you're going to lose to the Bills at least once Cleveland's a really tough game Titans are really tough Indianapolis tough um but you also get Jacksonville is terrible. You should have a chance to beat Atlanta. Carolina is not good. Uh, yeah,
1: basically the NFC South.
0: Well, yeah, but not just them. Like Houston should be terrible. The Saints should be bad. Um, well, that's NFC South. The Jets should be bad. Um, what was the other team I had on here that I thought wasn't any good? I'm blanking right now. Um, oh, the Chargers are sort of up in the air.
1: Right. So it's like it could be very good.
0: It, yeah, so I looked at all yeah. the schedule rankings from like Pro Football Focus, from um, the Athletic, from an, from a couple different places. It seems like we're really middle of the pack, you know, like almost between between. Well,
1: that's what happens when you're middle of the pack when you end the season, right? essentially? Yeah, yeah but it's saying like the first place teams.
2: All yeah, right?
0: exactly. You get some of the easy teams. So we have the 18th ranked schedule for the Athletic, and was sort of around there for a lot of um, these I different. They in third place
1: last year.
2: Yep, Jesus. Vegas has us at uh, over under nine and a half wins for anybody who cares about that. But that's interesting. Now these
1: seventeen games, I don't even know if that's good or not. <laughs> <laughs> I really have no idea say. Is it the new ten and six? What's the new ten and six? Is it the? Is it not?
2: Well, nine and a half wins is impossible. You have to go over. Well, run. no, I know that, <laughs>
1: John. Thank you for that. Uh, three interesting matchups would be uh, obviously uh, Brady back in, uh, in Foxborough, uh, Cam Newton facing the Panthers week nine, and if what do you and, uh, and what do you yeah, exactly and what do you think of Sam Darnold facing his Jets? I forget what week that is. I think it's early in the season. I have to check that.
2: Oh, the Panthers, Panthers.
1: Yes. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, Sam Darnold and the Panthers facing the Jets.
2: I would say
0: this. I can't imagine <laughs> a football game I want to watch less. <laughs> Sam Darnold ineptly collapsing all over himself as he often does, and Zach Wilson trying to play with a terrible dog shit Jets team. That one will be. If I'm at the bar, I will politely ask them to turn it to <laughs> another game. Red Zone on that channel, please. What, what, that's early. Oh, we game? gonna bring? Are we
2: gonna
1: bring up Tim Tebow?
2: We can. I mean, I think it's. That's kind of a loaded
1: question. I know. It's 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 very embarrassing.
2: Yeah, it's horrible. I'm always happy to talk about horrible shit like that. Yeah. Can
1: we let's yeah, get go right on. into it? Are oh, you want me to lead the way? Urban Meyer was going to be the loser of the week. Is he, yeah. Okay. But so that's fine. I think right. like I'm still in both you guys. Thunder. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm no, happy yeah. to talk about. I it. I mean, Honestly, so if remiss, we didn't yeah. dedicate
2: a little more time to
1: Tim Tebow. I, over under. I can't think of a good over under number. But how many tight ends do you think are out there? that aren't going to be on an NFL roster that are better than Tim Tebow? Hundreds. I would, say, I would say, yeah, I would say hundreds. Hundreds. Hundreds upon hundreds.
0: You you can you obviously have to say Tim Tebow is competitor. a special athlete, right? When he played football, he could run the ball, he could run over people. He was an incredible competitor. He hasn't played professional football in years, though. Yeah. But you've got to think that some of it just goes. Barack Does Obama it's... was in
1: office the last time he played in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, you've
0: got to think that some of it just goes, doesn't it?
1: Yes. One hundred percent. It's the
0: most
2: physically demanding game. All
0: it the time. does. It does not. Like it doesn't carry over. I don't think forever. I know he was playing baseball, but that ain't the same thing. And I know, I'm sure he works out like a
1: madman. Of course, but I don't know, man. I'm I, sure. I'm I, sure he'll pass the eye test in terms of running down the. I guess. I mean, but yeah, once he puts pads on, he's running a out, out route or whatever. He's gonna he look awful.
2: Well, you are the he so he like the, Tebow, the Tebow thing is that he's three games away from being fully vested as an NFL. Player for life, so he get lifetime benefits, like Ugh. health, like medical and shit. Jesus, that's what happened here, right? No, I think Urban Meyer is just a loser.
0: I really uh, do. I think Urban. Yeah, Me- no, I totally agree. I, you, I think yeah. Urban Meyer is just a fucking loser. I think he, he is just, a loser. I think he sure. is just a big time loser. Like everything he's done since he took over as a team, like hiring that uh, dog shit the, strength the coach goal, who, out, yeah. who got fired you know, sure. like immediately because he was a terrible guy, he was like a racist and all that. Um, or at least been accused of those things. It's like everything Urban Maya does, he can't seem to get out of his own way because he is just—he is addicted to the people he was already around. What, t- what pisses
1: me off is he got gifted the first pick overall, the most sure thing, literally most sure thing
2: ever. If you're gonna, if you want to use him for your loser of the week. We can keep the rest of these points for after yeah, the break. Fine, sure. let's let's just say we'll talk more so about him. Let's let's do about more that.
0: about Tebow here. It's just it's a goofy thing. It's a totally no matter what thing, yeah. it wouldn't make. If Tim Tebow had tried to switch to to tight end like after his stint as Denver quarterback, I think that would have been fine to give it a shot. Yeah, sure. say hey, we're gonna try it. You Definitely. know. Definitely. Why not? Because you'd say, hey, we've seen... In the six- prime of his career. Yeah. Uh, you know, the was a great that wanted athlete. wanted him to be a tight end coming out of the draft. And he said,
2: hey, don't, I'm not a tight end. I'm a quarterback. Remember that? Yeah, exactly. I do.
1: I do. Because I remember thinking, like... He's 33 years old, man. Yeah. Like, right. how many first-time
0: people at 33 can take on a new, physically demanding... The role of tight end is so physically demanding... Like he's gonna be out there chop blocking people, getting up and like getting down the line to catch a pass in no the middle, chance. and getting no bundled by chance. you know a safety. I just can't see that. No, no way. I'm sure. I mean, it's likely he won't make the team, right? <laughs>
1: That's a great point, but Like, uh, so he got, he got he got invited to. Um, they signed him, but like he, I don't know. It's not like
0: he's not like it's not a guarantee. Do you think it will wear? Is, do you think it will wear
1: a single digit number? <laughs> dude, this is
2: this was a conversation that we had on our original podcast that we recorded like nine years ago. Like, uh, who would you least want to spend? Who would you? Le- what was a pro athlete that you at least want to live with? It was Tim Tebow because he's fucking unbearable. Imagine. If Thirty-three to, years old. He comes back grinning ear to ear, talking about his Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as a. 33-year-old who has no business being in the locker room, you'd be like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Get out of my face.
0: Can I just say one thing, too, before we wrap this up? There is this group of people who pretend online, like Tim Tebow has somehow been persecuted because he's like a big religious guy and all that. Like, you know, he's been, people give him a hard time and they criticize him. He has gotten more chances to do things than almost anybody else in life. He got to start in the NFL as a quarterback despite the fact he absolutely sucked. Can't throw a ball probably. Can't throw a ball to save his fucking life. He then got brought to the Patriots training camp where he was never going to make the team because they were doing him a solid. Then he got to have this joyride for the Mets where he got to do fantasy camp for a few years <laughs> despite the fact that
1: he was never going to fucking make it to the major leagues. <laughs> and
0: he still gets to be on TV getting paid millions of dollars no. from East Not East only East. that, Pat,
1: the, biggest, the biggest indictment against Tim Tebow, not to bash Tim Tebow because I actually kind of like him, but apparently he charges like a shitload of money to do these talks.
0: I'm sure he does. Like, a, like, like, yeah. so,
1: like, I forget what organizations, but We can't, af- like, we can't bring you in. We can't afford to pay you this amount of money. Right. This is a fucking charity. He,
0: he, he just, he, he's gotten a million chances over and over and over again. The guy is. There's never been a chance he hasn't been given. First, second, third, fourth chances, and he. He wasn't good at baseball. He was not an NFL caliber football player. And truthfully, when he does his commentary on ESPN as a talking head, he sucks at that too. He's fucking trash at it. So, like he, the, the guy. Maybe he's a great guy. I've never met him. He seems like a really happy, nice guy, and that people have good things to say about him. What did you mean? But, but, but certainly, he does not lack for being given chances.
2: The thing I hate the most about him is how happy he seems.
0: Yeah, he's grinning ear to ear, which is, I guess is nice. But, like, he's never been good at any of the things besides college football that I've watched him do. The NFL, baseball, and ESPN guy on
2: the SEC Network and all that. F-. What's uh, Marcus Spears is his... Uh, there, whatever. Yeah. I, I saw him on ESPN this morning. They asked him, like, what do you think about Tim Tebow being the on the roster? And he was like, man... I don't want to say anything mean about Tim. Yeah, sure
1: on most pointless. Rob, Rob, Rob Nikovich said I would throw him around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure yeah, he did. toss him around.
2: Yeah, sure. like, well, Nickovich made. It, I saw Nikovich talk about him too. He's like, he's like, if you're a defensive player and you get lined up against Tim Tebow, you're not you're not taking any plays off. It might be nice for him to be on the practice field, and sometimes you get over on a guy, and it's like, oh, nice, nice, nice block. That is not happening with a single defensive player in the NFL. I don't want to get humiliated by him. No, so they will hum- humiliate him if he yeah. was ever on the field during one of those uh, t- during an actual play. Um <laughs> I know that wasn't like what we had planned. I'm really <laughs> glad we hashed it out. Anyways, it was very cathartic for me. Uh, does anybody have any other uh, schedule related things they want to talk about before we move on?
1: No, uh, I'm okay. kind of bummed. I did have a bunch of other uh, like guys that are coming back. Oh well, uh, yeah, no, James. You like concerned. all the
2: Revenge Games? You
1: revenge Games. Been- forgive me. That's why I should have hashtagged searched. The only one I can think of, besides the three I mentioned, was uh, James Winston facing the Bucks, but I don't think it's. A, I think it's a non-story.
2: Yeah, geez, man, revenge game. <laughs> I'll say it. For, I'll say it
0: for,
1: yeah, yeah that save it, man. He's not just to re, just to rehash. You're not, uh enticed to watch the Sam Donald Zach Wilson matchup. I could if if they Pan show Pans us a promise.
2: Panthers would be seven point favorites if you were going to set the line. I don't. I would. I'm not going to watch that game even for one second. Uh, the The only the only schedule that I, that I briefly looked at that i thought is is a tough is tough is i saw that the bears have the third hardest schedule and with fields at quarterback i think that's tough sledding for a rookie so watch out for that because they have to play they get the the bucks the niners they get all kinds of like the ravens they get all kinds of tough teams and i think that's tough uh sledding for a rookie But that was the only kind of like outside the New England uh, storyline that I had circled. Um, Did
0: kind of crack me up
2: that uh, the Steelers had the hardest schedule of all. I think they they needed They so desperately needed a good schedule. I know.
0: They needed an easy schedule. I think they might be in for a tough
2: season. Womp womp. Yeah, Yeah, they're going to finish. I I wouldn't be surprised. And we will talk about this later when um, we get closer to the season. But would it totally shock you if they finished in last in the AFC North? No. All right. Well, with that. Why don't we wrap this up and we'll be right back with our Toss-Up Segment. You're listening to Save It for the Podcast. If you have any burning questions you'd like to hear discussed next week on the show, shoot us an email at saveitforthepodcast365 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show and our weekly Toss-Up Segment.
0: Welcome back, everybody. It's time for Toss-Up. As everybody who's listened to the show before knows, each week we take a single hotly debated topic and offer up our takes and lay out our stances. Last week, we picked what group of three TV sports personalities or broadcasters would we go out with for a night of partying. We had a pretty varied list. Uh, We got some good feedback. Some people liked our list. They offered up a few different ideas. I think generally, though... um, we didn't get a lot of new ideas because I think a lot of people feel there's not a lot of great broadcasters to go out with right now. Is that fair to say?
1: It's amazing we didn't jokingly mention Tom Brennerman. Yeah, well, I'm he
2: would have only... made you uh, the, the holy. Trinity yeah, today. he would have given you Alvin and Steve Lyons. Oh my
1: God, could you imagine what that conversation would be like? Imagine being a fly on the wall of the conversation with those three deviants. I
2: want to say two things about Mark's list, real quick. Mm-hmm. The first thing is... I'm going to step uh, out
1: Eckersley and put in Brenneman. Go ahead, sorry. No, no, no. no. Eckersley was the best guy. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I love that Eckersley. That's a joke. Go ahead.
2: Um, I want to apologize because Eckersley, I'm pretty sure, did uh, originate the walk-off home run thing. Thank you. And, Vindication. Uh, and I and I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound... And then I remembered he because he was on the mound for the Gibson walk-off one-legged home run. So that's where walk-off is. Mm, right. Um, so apologies there. And then, I do want to say your list, even though it's not for me, was very interesting because it's sort of a it, it sort of gives us a, a look into your soul, right? A <laughs> oh, horrendous
0: one at that. Like
2: like when when I was thinking about people to go out with for drinks, it didn't even occur to me to pick a bunch of guys with different sex sexual proclivities, Yes, yeah. and that's
0: crimes. <laughs> you would say several crimes I against. Margot, yes. Okay. Steve lines guess, nothing yet. He was investigated for some crimes. Oh, sure, I forgot about that. Yes. So, do
1: you think you saw one of those ladies on his phone?
0: I don't even want to get into it. Well, I, saw it <laughs> I just want to be implicated. Yeah, either. exactly. I don't want. I don't want to have to testify at his trial or whenever that'll yeah, come up. So, but I do. Want for to purposes say, of any court, we did not actually meet him. <laughs> Please leave us out of this. Psycho lions. well
1: And not for nothing. But at least I'm assuming all three of those guys are vaccinated. At least we went to wear a mask. I'm like John's. Whereas, well, what made you think those guys are vaccinated? You don't think Marv Albert's vaccinated? Maybe I think Marv is
2: I think Steve psycho
0: lines is In that.
1: fact, not only that, dude, but Marv Alva, definitely the only confirmed sex pest out of those three. Not mm-hmm. including me. No, I can
0: confirm that. <laughs> I watch Steve Lyons. I can confirm he is. Yeah, definitely. I can confirm that as well. Yes. Unless this
2: is actually for a trial purposes, another guy cannot confirm it. Yeah, yeah, I refuse but, to but show what up. What I was going to say is, I didn't think of it in the, um, but like through the lens of, that is genuinely what Mark is interested in when he goes out. Having a horrible time. who can I be as we- this weird with? And or those are guys that no matter what you did, you would be the least bad guy. So they probably turn a blind eye. Probably just
1: because I'm the least famous until this podcast takes off. Mm, yeah,
2: fair. Right, and then we'll have to delete this episode and the last one. <laughs> yeah, like anyway, so that's what, that's the point I wanted to say.
1: Well, I appreciate you uh, putting me in the spotlight, John.
2: <laughs> well, I just don't. I <laughs> no, I mean, that I, oh. si- I mean
1: that in all sincerity.
2: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think of it that way. It's kind of funny.
0: So. Uh, um. All right. Well, this week we're taking a look at. Question We've actually talked a lot amongst ourselves about previously, and I think it's something that many people debate. It's what is the most rewatchable movie of all time? And the reason we picked this, and I'll go first here uh, in our choices because that'll give us the reason why we chose this movie, yeah. um, or why we chose this topic, excuse me. The, earlier this week was the 22 year anniversary of the release of the most rewatchable movie of all time, and that is Mummy. The Mummy. I had, had, that was tweeted by somebody, or one of these big brands, I responded saying what a great movie it was, how it was the most rewatchable movie of all time, generated a lot of Twitter feedback, uh, mainly just positive, got a few thousand uh, engagements because people love The Mummy, and they know. You're tweeted? Yeah.
2: That's how it it ended with over a thousand? It had 2,000... Jesus Christ. I'm out I'm over here tweeting out baseball picks every day. 2,272
0: impressions. No, we only have like. 50 likes but it got a lot of impressions because people, je- people were pushing it around Yeah, yeah. because because people love The Mummy it's become a very big movie but I've always been on this as you can attest John yeah. years and years ago I tweeted that it was the most rewatchable movie of all time I actually made my fiance Amy rewatch it or watch it for the first time recently so I'll lay out why I think The Mummy is and you guys can then give me your answers to <laughs> this I'm curious to hear from our listeners too what they would put at the list because I don't think the most rewatchable movie of all time has to be the best movie i generally think that's not the case right like sometimes the best movies are heavy and a little bit like there's a lot to them they're very long the reason i always say the mummy is the most rewatchable movie is that it combines a lot of things it's fairly funny like it's got some you know a little bit of hijinks not like you're gonna be rolling on the ground laughing (laughs) but the jokes are good like the physical comedy is good it's got action there's some really good fight scenes it's got some cool like history of them at the pyramid some old flashbacks um, it's got some romance for people like that—the love story between Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz, um, known as Rick O'Connell in the movie, and Evie. Um, and it's got a little bit of everything. It's not like a long, drawn-out movie. It's straightforward, but it's funny, action-packed. Brendan Fraser
1: is a very likable guy.
0: He is very likable. I agree. He was really good. There's been actually been a lot of. There was actually an article written very recently about how he was such a great action hero who never really took off because sort of he dropped out of acting for a bit because I think he had some stuff happen. Um, he got hurt doing the mummy stuff. He did get he hurt. He doing a lot of
2: his own stunts, right? He
0: he did the... There's a scene where his character is like being hung and he got like completely knocked out during it. Like he oh, like got... Because he was like trying... They were trying to do it and like they tightened the thing and then he was like... Whoa. It's not great. Yeah, no, no. You, don't, you don't want to be doing yeah. that. Um, we're shot at Austin. <laughs> yeah, so you don't want to be doing that. But yeah, to me, The Mummy is the perfect movie if you were just like, I got to throw something on to watch. Boom, Mummy. It's so easy. So well done. I legitimately was wa- laughing while well, watching it. So I'll day. go
1: in a second just to juxtapose yeah. your response. Just because based off your criteria, then my movie would not fit the bill. And it is recycled, but I, I stick with it. Uh, Forrest Comp long long movie. But you know there's only so many movies that have been syndicated like for example, Shawshank Redemption, The Mummy, mm. um, Forrest Gump. Yep. There's a few other ones that have been for, for since basically since we've been alive that have been on TNT, TBS, yeah, countless times when you would stumble upon it like, oh, like Forrest Gump. I'm going it doesn't matter which scene it is, I'm watching basically till the end or till I get bored. Yeah. Um like I've never watched, like, I, I watched, I watched, I was channel surfing literally two weeks ago, and Forrest Gump was on, I think it started the scene when he's in the middle of Vietnam, he had just met Bubba. Yeah. I was like, well, I gotta watch this, he's meeting Lieutenant Dan, and they're thinking, Lieutenant Dan's thinking they're from Alabama, or they're from Arkansas, and it's just a great movie, there's so many things to focus on in that movie, you could focus on the relationship with Bubba, and how tragic that is, and how Forrest holds that promise and becomes a shrimp boat captain. Um. Most recently, I was really focused on the relationship between Forrest Gump and Jenny, and how heartbreaking that is. Truly, uh, unrequited love. I think you know, obviously, Jenny loved Forrest, but not nearly the same way Forrest did.
2: Yeah, Jenny's one of the all-time worst movie characters, maybe.
1: <laughs> she is. I mean, I think, but you know, she was damaged goods. You know, she had she was sexually abused by her father, and you know, she just had a different journey than uh, than Forrest. You know what I mean? Forrest it was. Be, you know, it's,
2: it's really nice that Forrest like, gets to kind of spike the football on her by being so much more successful than she is. <laughs>
1: Well, well, yeah, I mean, she died of AIDS, so...
2: Yeah. Not ideal. Yeah. Not good. <laughs>
0: I think I'm actually... I generally don't love Forrest Gump, but I totally understand the pick. My only issue with it is it's pretty
2: heavy. Man. I don't... I just... I, I, I think it's too long for the list for me, because it's like... The, the thing that makes... like a, The genre of rewatchable movies for me, although I do like Forrest Gump, it's like an Academy Award-winning... Film that is supposed to be taken sort of seriously, and I don't—I I I don't, don't view it as background you watch, music, you know,
0: or like I don't view it as, you
1: know, as a background music. You, you rewatch it enough; it is. Well, that's it, though.
2: It does, it does, it does fit the category because it's one of those movies that everybody has seen so often that you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, where you're like, oh, he's in Vietnam again. Oh, you know, you know, this is that scene yeah. I like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right, exactly. Which makes for a very rewatchable movie. Yeah, that's already. fair. I, I would not. It wouldn't be in my top tier, but I understand why you picked it.
2: Yeah, I. Uh, I don't. I don't hate Forrest Gump. The way that you described it there is a. It's a good defense of It. What I'm do sure. you got, Johnny? Um, I, as you guys know, I'm a big action movie guy, and there are a lot of sort of like interchangeable movies you could put here. Uh, for a movie that I think is incredibly rewatchable. Rewatchable. I have to go with uh, Terminator
1: Two. Mm. Great movie. Yep.
2: I think it's. It also it's it's similar to the Mummy in these ways where it's got moments of uh, humor. Yeah, some levity. Some great action scenes. Some of the greatest action sequences ever because it was in that like great uh, period of, of movie making where like they had to do the stunts. You know, like the, the Terminator Two. Um, mm-hmm uh the what's his face uh, the guy who plays the bad terminator is all CGI obviously oh, I don't know his <laughs> name but no, uh, so it's, like a, it's like a, he has a very uh, generic Irish Irish name and he's like a very like sort of well known actor one of those guys Right
1: great antagonist
2: Yeah uh, he's he's great Robert Patrick is his name Robert Patrick thank you um, but he's CGI but like they blew up those buildings in that movie and like you can tell watching it like one of those yeah. early 90s James Cameron Everything, like you, 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 it's great background noise you can pick it up anywhere the same kind of thing is that. it's basically like a two hour chase scene but it's incredibly well done and great uh, Arnold just you can't take your eyes off of his relationship with the kid
1: right exactly I think it's great how they not to use the word juxtapose again but juxtaposing how our, um, the Terminator wasn't uh, number one compared to how he, there was some levity in his character and, uh, in number yeah. two.
2: so like one of the things that always I, I love about the movie is like you when you start when you sit down to watch that movie, there's no indication that he's the good guy until uh, like thirty minutes in yeah. when he meets when you meet the both terminators at once because they're both just looking for John Connor. And then like he's running like the kid's running away from Arnold, and you think it's like he's coming back to kill him again. Yeah. And the other guy dressed like a police officer, and you assume he's the good guy and Arnold tells him to get down and he blows his head off and says come with me you know that's a, it's a badass scene
0: it is it's a really great scene it's one of the best scenes you'll see it's a really really good it's a good choice there is a lot of movies from that like late 80s early 90s yeah. like action but like have some levity to them um that are really rewatchable.
1: <laughs> I was thinking
0: that actually wouldn't have been on my
2: list is, I, 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 is that funny I was no,
0: thinking I, should, I was just going there's no I was thinking there. like um I was thinking of the uh, early nineties. Big movies. Trouble in Little China.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I
0: find that movie super rewatchable, right? Because <laughs> like,
2: picked the other day for Ro- Roadhouse for most
1: violent. No. Roadhouse. That's, a That's funny, rewatchable. I think that was eighty six, though. But I guess late. 80s, yeah, Big
0: Trouble in Little China is eighty six too. I believe. Okay, yeah. Um, but I'm just thinking like those type of movies are so easy to put on and just go through. You know, oh, like yeah. it's just like there's no. You don't even think twice about having them on. Uh, The only reason...
2: (laughs) You can feel (laughs) feel your brain melting. Yeah, it's like, oh, you can
0: absolutely... If you're sitting there, like, flipping around your phone or, like, sending a few emails and you just want to have something on, like, they're perfect for that. One of
2: my favorites, and, uh, again, just a bigger honest, was an Edgar fan. So, I know I get ribbed on for that a lot around here, but... Is he
0: 1A or 1B to Drew Carey for you? (laughs) Two guys that couldn't have less in common. Nothing in con- Total Recall is a great choice too. Not the remake, but. Um,
2: no, much like The Mummy with Tom Cruise is not exactly. a movie.
0: It's funny because they clearly try to remake some of these movies. Like Point Break is a fairly rewatchable movie, right? Yeah. And they want to remake these things. I bet a lot of movies we find very rewatchable would fall into our toss up of worst remake or sequel.
1: Totally. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Like Dumb and Dumber is a fairly rewatchable movie. Yeah. Dumb and Dumberer or whatever is dog shit. Like, a lot of these things, it's trying to take something that was either already done or was really, like, it was great, and either add on or redo it, and it's hard to recapture those, because, like, those movies are made in a time where it's, like, they're very easy to watch, like we've talked about, but sort of maybe because of the time they were made in, like, they weren't overdone at all. Yeah. Like, you watch The Mummy, it's not, like... (laughs) It's, it's it's definitely serious at moments, but it does not feel like... It's not like a Herculean task to watch. Like, oh, man, we're on the pins and needles at all times. Like, it's definitely something, like, if you see it for the first time, like,
1: right. problem, oh,
0: wow, it was scary to see that mummy, like, do this. But, like, you're not, like... The
1: problem is, too, is comedy changes, so generally comedies don't age well. Yeah, you're right.
2: No, the only comedies, because there are some comedies that could definitely make the list, and I'm sure we, have, we all have a couple of those. Yeah. Though It's generally, like, the subtle comedies more so than, like, the slapstick... Uh, ones that retain their humor like the stuff that's like funny in the 90s that doesn't pass at all now you're like ooh that's kind of weird that he says that shit
0: you know 100% and I also think definitely comedies are really really rewatchable right like you can put on a dodgeball even though it hasn't aged the best or whatever one of those type of movies and still really enjoy it but I sometimes like it, that's all you're getting It's just jokes And jokes and jokes It kind of makes it A little bit dull If you rewatch it A bunch of times Yeah Like some of the The gags were out Like the bits of Levity and Terminator Work because it's As Mark would say Juxtaposed against <laughs> The rest of Like what's going on So you're not like
1: Going from joke to joke that you you know if you want if, yeah. if
0: you rewatch the same jokes again and again if you see you know if you turn on I think if you rewatch
1: any mid two thousands Owen Wilson Vince Vaughn movie you're not gonna laugh nearly as much yeah
0: as... you would laugh maybe but then if you watched it a week later you'd be like Ugh that uh, kind of was funny but like I've seen this so many times now like I'm you know yeah. but if you if you caught bits and pieces of the movies we've talked about here. Like, you wouldn't feel that way because it's not the same type of humor repeated over and over again. It's more yeah. like you might be catching different pieces of the movie or you're, like Mark said, focusing on different pieces. So yeah. I guess that's kind of why I didn't have any comedies, like, at the top of my list.
2: Well, like, Brendan Fraser is a really solid, like, leading man for this because he himself is, like, a borderline comedic actor mm-hmm. who does, uh, like, decent action hero stuff, which is sort of similar to some of those guys from the 80s. Like Arnold is great, cause like those movies, I don't think that any of those movies get made now. Like like mm. a movie like uh, like Total Recall doesn't get made well now movie like Commando or something like that. Like any movie where, like, know, anytime I don't kill somebody, there's, like, the one-liner. Yeah. Brendan Fraser has a bit of that going for him in The Mummy. I hate mummies, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, you're <laughs> right. You just scream, like, ah, no. and now yeah. what? It's like, oh, it's kind of funny. Like, the little Weasley brother-in-law there. Yeah. I like the brother-in-law. Jonathan. Great awesome. element to this. Let
0: me tell you, let me ask you guys this. Uh, you actually know this. So I don't know if you do, Mark. Amy and I are spitballing naming all the tables at our wedding after characters from The Mummy. What do you think of that idea? So you know how like you go to like, require oh. a lot
1: of explanation on you guys end. No, but people just go like,
0: oh, you know, instead of at table thirteen, it. you're at like, I'm at Jonathan. Like, oh, guess I'll go sit over at Jonathan. Maybe it's a
1: cousin of his. Are <laughs> <maybe> having conversation <laughs> Yeah, Tap.
0: yeah you know? I'm sitting at Emo Tap's table. I'm at Benny's. Like. Who's this guy? They you know? want at the Benny table. We, 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 be so. What table would be like,
1: the most insulting to sit at? Be like, Definitely Benny, right? Benny,
0: right? Or May- Jonathan's not great. Though he's very funny, so Jonathan would be a good one. You would not want to sit at the Benny I table. I would be honest to so, you with Jonathan. Oh, my God. You have to have a that great table and name it the kid's name. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, Alex. <laughs> of course, this guy knows all the fucking Yeah, anyways. <laughs> <right>.
1: Let's get <laughs> Are you um, done with
2: the mummy talk? I'm all sad. But, all right. Well, but, uh, he- uh, yes,
1: I'm vote yeah, i I'm on, I'm on board with naming the tables after the characters. Thank uh, you. Oh,
2: David, there, when anybody asks
1: him why, he just says, I hate mummies. <laughs> yes. That's good. Yeah. Deadpan, right? Yeah. I love it. A- a- a-
2: why a- is this name Michael a- Connell? I hate mummies.
1: Amy's a- uncle, he, me for the first time, why is this name Michael Connell? I hate mummies. <laughs> and they just walk away. Be- yeah. Put light pressing in your chest. <laughs> yeah, like the later it gets into the night,
2: maybe a little more perfect. I, I, I hate mummies. mummies.
0: <laughs> uh, well, everybody who's listening, let us know what you think the most rewatchable movie is. I'm actually really curious to hear from the listeners, because I think we're going to get this is a question that could cover so many different things, so I'll, I'll be interested to hear um, the feedback we get from people. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with uh, Loser of the Week.
1: Thank you for listening to Save It for the Podcast. If you have any suggestions for a toss-up or a Loser of the Week, feel free to reach us on Instagram or Twitter at Save it for the Cast. Uh, again, save it, the number four, the cast.
0: Welcome back, everybody. It's time for the last segment of the night, Loser of the Week. As everybody who's listened before knows, each week we take a look at the biggest loser idiot for the week. Um, we've either been lucky or unlucky enough to have a ton of people to choose from through these 14 episodes. That hasn't changed this week. Um, well, I guess I'll start us off because we already I've already mentioned mine. Mine's Urban Meyer. Um, look... Mark mentioned it earlier, you get gifted the number one overall pick. You're given control of this franchise to kind of do whatever you want. And I just feel like he's bungled it
2: so far. Like I, I feel I, like I love the pick that.
0: His hiring of that strength coach,
2: um, what was his name again? Doyle, Chris Chris, Chris Doyle. Chris Doyle. Just, there are always these Doyles floating around in the in professional sports that are oh, they're always shitty guys, too. It's horrible. Um, you
0: know, he he was fired. He, they had they hired him and he he was a person who was accused of racism and bullying while the strength coach at Iowa. So Urban Meyer hires this guy because he's known him. They have to. He he resigns like a day later after tons of pushback, justifiably. Yeah. So it's a bad start there. The Meyer then turns around and like gifts a job at tight. Look, I thought his draft was okay, but not great. I didn't like the Travis Etienne pick. We talked about that. But yeah. forgetting even if you like his football moves, it's like. It seems like he constantly puts his foot in it. Then he signs Team Tebow up to be a tight end, which receives pretty much universal laughing stock status. Yeah. Like, is that what you really want? Like, you're trying to build this reputation of, like, hey, I've been out of the game, but I'm ready to really be the NFL coach. Like, let's go. We're going to do this the right way, and we're going to build a winning team here, winning culture. And I just don't feel like he's done a really good job of it. No. I'm sorry. You guys. are
1: Did he have a great tenure at Ohio State? He won a national
0: championship there, so I mean it's hard to say he didn't. Um, but he had issues there too, obviously. You know, um, it was the wide receivers coach who, who was uh, accused of domestic violence. Who he was maybe not being as form, like
1: at the forefront of um, what he knew was going on. So just. I mean, is it? Is it? I mean, do we even discuss when he was the coach at Florida, the amount of bad apples that were on that yeah, team? Oh, just, yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Well, he gets all kinds of credit for Tebow, right? But the rest of that roster was oh full my felons. god.
1: Yeah, just bad guys like in different ways.
2: Yeah, yeah, but all just, very like, bad. Racist yeah, racists,
1: murderers. Yeah, I mean, my God.
0: Yeah, so it just it seems to me that this guy he's not generally a great guy maybe, um, or maybe maybe just constantly went in bad situations. But he doesn't seem like the best guy, and I just thought like, for a a franchise that has really fallen off the... Like, they had that brief resurgence there where they were in that um, AFC Championship game against the Patriots and beating them. Yeah. They've just fallen on such hard times. They're gifted the number one overall pick. It's like, you get, and not just the number one overall pick in a ring. Sure surefire. Lock, stock, and barrel guy who's going to be great. Surefires,
1: most surefire since Andrew Luck. Easily. Yep, and yep.
0: they hire a coach who is incredibly successful in college. And I just thought his start, he started his tenure so poorly. And I wonder what other NFL players think when they see some of this stuff. Like, do they Bush, want to play there? Devin
1: Bush, the linebacker for the Steelers, said that he said he was looking at his chops. Seeing Tim Tebow out there, I'm
0: sure, and I'm sure there's a lot of people though. who like not look guys that are fighting for the end roster spot? They'll go wherever. Yeah, but like people who have legitimate choices, would you be dying to go play for Urban Meyer, being like, this guy seems a bit like a doofus?
2: Well, look, I think that if you were, if if you're, if you were Urban Meyer, if you were in his position, you would desperately be trying to prove that you are not just the college coach. Yep. Right, and you go out and you. Can sign your like they. Super the, from two thousand six. So okay, if you wanted to play name association, and you said over Meyer. People would scream Tim Tebow. The no, same Martin. thing with Tebow. Tebow. Yeah, yeah. Like who's like yeah, uh, Brady know. Belichick,
1: Tebow Meyer. Yeah,
2: hundred yeah. percent. And it's so it would just be so embarrassing. Like I, I would think just as a person that was like, if you were trying to build your own legacy and trying to say, I'm also I'm such a good football coach. I can be an NFL football coach, and I can I can pave my own way here. The last thing you would want to do is engage in this sideshow with Tebow again. Even if you have a ton of respect for him and think... Even if, and I don't believe that anybody believes this, even if you thought he could play, you would be like, it's just not worth it. It's just a it's a shitstorm shit for me, professionally. And, and the thing is,
0: too, it's like... You know by signing him, it's going to generate so... Much news Like is that really What you're trying to do Like should there be A lens on the Jaguars All about Tim Tebow Right now Because that to me Seems like The last thing you'd want You'd almost sort of Want to fly under the radar You know like hey I know Trevor Lawrence Is going to bring attention
2: But there's so much Going on in the NFL It's not going to be like
1: Would it surprise you If you see Tebow trying to line up under center During one of the practices
2: (laughs) I I mean you wouldn't be surprised I mean the the thing is now That nothing that he That this guy Urban Meyer does Would surprise me In Jacksonville because he's already put this guy back in the mix. And he loves Tebow. He thinks he can play, I guess. Or he loves... He, I don't know. Is he going to try to get him on the field?
1: Has he seen him run a, a, a football route?
2: Tre- and also, by the way, there's a different kind of attention than the one that Trevor Lawrence is getting. That's positive attention. Mm-hmm. This is negative attention that yep. he's bringing to the franchise. It's embarrassing. Yep. It has. It's totally embarrassing. I agree. For, for a franchise... That is generally
0: embarrassing. Yeah, it's a laughing stock, right? They went one in 15 last year.
2: They've been
1: terrible for years. Yeah, what, they, it, not, not to bring up uniforms again, but they have 2 toned helmets. Doesn't that tell you a lot about it? They have the worst uniforms going.
2: Sorry to a uh, friend of the podcast, AK, who loves
0: Yeah, who the loves the jazz. Sorry, buddy, or Jag, Sorry, sorry, AK. I know you're listening, but <laughs> not a great start for your man, Ruben Meyer. Uh, all right, who's got another loser of the week they want to fire off?
1: So I'll go with the whole uh, Daily Mail, which are based out of, I think, the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this while I was training a client the other day on TV. I guess they've done this before, but they basically done like computer generation of like uh, of, um, famous people that have died at like, an early age, and then they basically simulated what they would look like if they had survived and like lived till today. What? So to name a few, I saw um, Elvis Presley, <laughs> who would be eighty. They made he looked like a friggin' catchers mitt. He looked awful. Why are they doing that? It, it, John Lennon, he looked like uh, he looked like Gandalf, and uh, Wendy Houston looked like you know someone who survived being a crackhead for thirty years.
2: So who are the is the are they dead people the losers? Mark,
1: I don't. Yes, the dead. Yes, I guess. Yeah, we'll go with the losers are famous people that died before their time. Getting dragged after the. Could you imagine, John? How upset would you be if you died tragically? At least you have like, wow, like how revered this person was. Like he was amazing, even though you probably weren't. Died before his time. Oh, well, we know I'm not. Right, right. But if you were famous, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. And especially if you're Elvis Presley, you basically, I guess, I mean, he had a few rough, rough years at the end of his life, but like for the most part, he didn't look god-awful when he died. Now you're going to like kind of simulate what he would look like as what an whole family of these people. Who,
0: who is that for, too? Like who, who, <laughs> yeah, who, who's <laughs> asking for
1: that? Yeah, like,
2: hey, Granny, remember? Yeah, it's I know you're Elvis. This is what he looked like today, you know? yeah.
1: And he looks like shit, too. He looks like almost like George Foreman or something.
2: <laughs> I, I he looks like You shit. know, what?
0: reminds me of... I, I was listening to a podcast and they had an ad for this... It was called PaintYourLife.com. They're like, you've had a loved one pass away and they didn't get to meet your baby. You can have a painting done to paint the baby in with the loved one. Oh, like, right. is there people clamoring for that? <laughs> like, oh, my grandmother's yeah. dead and I've just had a son. I'm going to put them... like Draw my grandmother and then yeah. draw my son next to him? What, in some alternate universe to be like... Oh, is this a painting of what happened? Like, oh no, she was long dead before he was born. <laughs> I thought
2: you said. I thought you said Grandma died. Yeah. Oh, she did. What's this weird oil painting we yeah. have in the uh, house? Yeah, I just did it because I wanted to
0: see you next to her. It's like, why you creep? Like
2: that's a, that's somebody who took hold of like the kind of cute. Like I like the the dog portraits, but they're in like military uniforms. Yes. It's like, oh that's cute. It's like someone's like, what if we did that, but it's like dead people? <laughs> like that <yeah>, wasn't <laughs> the only thing they were
0: advertising, but well, I was just like, what what a bad way to advertise it. I'm sure it'd be nice to get a painting done of like the people that are alive in your family, like that are actually together. Not like <laughs> Or just take a photograph.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <they are. laughs> yeah. If only we could figure out a way to get everybody He's living together. <laughs> Commemorate this moment. <laughs> it's the Seinfeld, and they draw the guy back into the fire. Yeah,
0: George. George <laughs> yeah. You, you got, got rid of the, the guy. guy.
2: Yeah. I think it's a pretty good drawing. <laughs> That's from memory. <laughs> what do you got, Johnny? Um, I went with another I, I went with another uh, Zoom staff that happened this
1: weekend at Clover. Oh, God. Oh God. another cat lawyer?
2: It's close. Uh, this is from This is from Vice. And I'll just read you the headline, and then I'll tell you the the story real quick. It says, Judge has no patience for Buttfucker 3000
1: in court. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's even better than Cat (laughs) Lawyer.
2: Yeah. Uh, There's a great video. um, I suggest you look it up. It's on YouTube of this guy. He's in Michigan uh, on a, like, marijuana charge, and he's getting arraigned or something like that. And he comes in. It's like, let's – the judge is – the judge might actually be the loser of the week, not Buttfucker 3000. The judge is the biggest jerk of all time um, in St. Joseph County in Michigan. But <laughs> the, the judge comes on and says, we'll bring this fool in soon, this guy, Judge Middleton. And the guy comes in and the name underneath him says, Buttfucker 3000. And he goes, excuse me, can you state your name, please? And he goes, uh, I'm Nathan Saxon, your honor. What does your name say? So you're not buttfucker 3000, the guy says? (laughs) Uh, And the guy is absolutely horrified. Uh, uh, No, no, sir. No, your honor, I'm not buttfucker 3000. I don't know. That has to be a mistake. He's like, well, that's what it says, you you who. And he's like, I'm going to keep you in the lobby of this thing. Who shows up to a court appearance like this? What is the guy accused of? Uh, was like a marijuana him. job. Oh, she's like not. <laughs> but like he's like, on, like, he's on there, like there's a ton of people on the call, and the judge is like, just roasting this guy. And <laughs> Furious he, about the idea that yeah, He's like, could- how would you come to, how would you log into your... No, but fucker 3,
1: Buttfucker definitely the loser.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the, the case didn't go well. Um, he got
1: the book thrown at him.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, virtually. So he like, but the judge like kicks him out of the meeting, kicks Buttfucker out. And makes him uh, like sit in the lot. The guy comes back as like Nathan Saxon. <laughs> he's like, Your Honor, I'd just like to say, uh, I'd just like to apologize. Like you should be sorry for coming into a court appearance like that. And He's like, Ah, uh, Your Honor. Uh, uh, if I could explain, and the like, okay. And the guy explains. He's like, It's like my sister set up my Zoom account, and um, it's actually paired to my Bluetooth speaker and that's the name and it's an inside joke sir but i assure you it's it's not serious and um uh and he's like all right well we're gonna get to you in a while i'm gonna stick you back in the lobby and like <laughs> boots him out
0: oh of the meeting oh my god that's a tough day man it's like all you want is like just let this court thing be over quick
2: i i highly recommend that people look up the video because the guy because the guy uh the the defendant uh saxon is in the in the zoom call and he's like what's your name sir and the guy is so shocked. He's like, Saxton's like, who, me, your honor? you asking my name? My name is Nathaniel Saxton. <laughs> he's like, so you're not a buttfucker 3,000? Oh, no. And then he's like, oh, I, I, I'm I, almost positive I didn't type that into this. Not sure, though. Almost not positive. positive. <laughs> almost
1: positive. Uh,
2: well, that was a diverse but
0: well-deserving group of losers. Oh, uh, my God. Anything we want to hit on before we uh, wrap it up? We'll have some good stuff to talk about next week. Bruins start their playoffs this weekend. I know everyone's
2: dying to talk about that. Um Well the it's, NBA yeah. season will be over. Next week we'll talk about the Bruins and Man City. I guess <laughs> and, uh, Man City's still got the Champions League in a
0: couple weeks, so we'll wait.
1: Um I thought I honestly I'm I thought I had something to add, but I you know, off the top of my head I can't I can't think of it.
0: Full moon, empty head. Um Alright, well that's it for us this week then, boys. Uh, until next week, save it for the podcast.